You are listening to episode 74 of Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is an episode that I recorded a couple of months ago with one of my coaches who has coached me and helped me with my podcast, Zachary Babcock of Underdog Empowerment. You are not going to want to miss this episode. And I'm linking our previous interview in the show notes so you could go back and listen to that as well. Hey there, and thanks for joining me on another episode of Recognize Your Truth. I have the privilege of talking to Zachary Babcock with Underdog Empowerment. This is his second interview with me, and I'm so excited to have you back. Welcome, Zachary. Yo, what is up, Lisa? I'm excited to be back. Thanks for having me. So real quick, full disclosure, Zachary has a podcast course where he teaches people like myself on how to launch a podcast. And I am so grateful that I have run into him, took took his course. It really made a difference in my podcast. So I just want to say thank you and give you a shout out for that. Hey, it, it's been awesome working with you. Um, and I, one thing, and I, I, don't, I don't, you already know me, Lisa. I don't say things just the same and try to make you feel good. Like I'll, I'll keep it real with people. I love and love working with you because you go after it. You are hungry for it. You go out, implement it. You make it happen. You take action. You want to succeed. You have huge dreams and the reasons why you're doing it. I love working with people like you. So it's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to list your first episode in the show notes so people can go back and listen to the episode that we first recorded, where you tell a little bit about your story But I think what I'd like to do is kind of pick up from there and let's kind of move forward about how you got started in podcasting, online marketing, and really, I think for my audience, which actually now is 50% men and 50% women, which it used to be really geared towards women. So I'm excited that I'm seeing that shift where men are starting to listen to my podcast as well. So I want to just kind of talk about how you... What was your mindset on getting started in your business and, and kind of take me through what you've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's crazy, man. Um, the, be, before the podcast, I was already a, a, an entrepreneur, but anytime that I tried to collaborate with any other entrepreneur, uh, nobody took me seriously. I was just the ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought button. For, you, for those of you that heard the first episode here uh, with us, I, I did over five years of my life in prison for being a knucklehead. And then I turned my life around when I missed out on the birth of my twin sons. So anytime I tried to collaborate with anybody, nobody took me seriously. Like, oh, yes, this guy's just a nobody. It's a matter of time before he goes back to do the same thing. You know, whatever it is that the, those snap judgments were. Um, and it was frustrating. And um, it, I, was, I was very upset about it. And, but I wasn't going to let those snap judgments keep me in that box. And so I decided to launch Underdog Empowerment. Um, r- really, at that at this point in time, I wasn't making money in my business. I was just throwing stuff on the wall to see what sticks and just trying to figure it out. Um, launched it, got it ranked on day three on Apple. I was like, wow. And then I had Billy Jean's marketing on the show the following week. Um, and it's just been a crazy 
upward spiral momentum ever since. So it's in literally one week's worth of time, I went from nobody giving me a chance, not anybody, any entrepreneur I tried to collaborate and nobody wanted to do anything, anything to do with me to interviewing celebrities the next week. And that's how powerful podcasting was for me and for, for countless of people like, like yourself that I've worked with. Like it's, it's crazy. It throws the juice on the brand. It's a, it's a way to, it's a way to network with high level people that could really help you out and you can learn a lot from and also align your brand showing that you have relationships with these people. It opens those doors for those opportunities right out the gate. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a great, I like, I literally, I don't know. Let me ask you this, uh, Lisa. I, I, um, I'm, I study marketing a lot. So I'm, I'm a geek. I'm a, I'm a geek for psychology. I just love, love it. Right. right. And I, I try to I try to see all the different platforms of communication on how you can um, really build a relationship with, with your audience. And there's a lot of great ones out there and stuff. But to be honest, and I'm not just saying this, and I, my opinion is biased because, you know, I've had great experience with podcasts, obviously, and now my whole entire business is based around it. But f- even for you that, that are listening in right now, I mean, you almost feel like this is you're an intimate part of this conversation. You feel like you're a fly on the wall. That's getting a, you know, just here, you know, the, the, the human communication right now. And it's just like, I know of no better platform to really nurture your audience and get them to get an opportunity to get to know, like, and trust you. And that's what has to happen first and foremost, before any type of transaction is made. I couldn't agree with you more. And podcasting has kind of just exploded over the last couple of years. I mean, I actually wanted to do a podcast seven or eight years ago before it was even cool to do a podcast. I just never made that happen. But when you have this platform where people actually want to come on and talk to you, it gives you some kind of, and I don't, I hate to use the word status, but it gives you some kind of credibility to actually, you know, bring guests on that you would have never interacted with in any other way, not a blog, not Facebook, not Instagram, not LinkedIn, not any other way until you have a podcast. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like it literally, um, it, it's, it's the opportunity, it opens up and I'm not saying that you'll be able to get anybody you want on your podcast. It, it, you're still going to get plenty of people that don't respond or whatnot that are not that are that you send messages to and they never even see it. However, you now have access to people like you said that you would never have access to before. And if you're sitting there thinking like, well, you know, that's cool, but I can't do that. I'm a nobody. They're not going to take me seriously. Look, I was a six time convicted felon that did over five years of my life in prison that nobody gave the time of day to before the podcast. As soon as I launched the podcast, as soon as I launched it, got ranked on day three and started interviewing celebrities that same exact week and been doing it consistently for the past two years. It's if I could do it, you can too, trust me. And I don't say that, you know, cheat in a cheesy kind of way. Cause everybody says that I'm being serious when I say that. Okay, so I'm going to go back and let's talk about judge snap judgment because you used that term snap judgment because people were judging you because you had been a convicted felon and would not give you the time of day. And it now is such a huge part of your story and it doesn't seem to matter or impact the amount of guests or the amount of, you know, followers that you get. So uh, what do you think happened there? Like, 
what do you think changed people's thoughts or perceptions about you? Just because you're able to communicate and and you know have a podcast where you bring on guests like Grant Cardone or somebody like that, is that what it what it does? Or just kind of tell me a little bit about that. It was the status that the podcast gave me that changed everything. Because before, I'm still the same guy that went and did a bunch of prison time and turned his life around. I'm still right. the same person. I just have higher status now that I'm interviewing Grant Cardone, Andy Priscilla, Dean Grazio, you know, all these uh, huge people consistently. And I built a six-figure business as a result of it. So now I got credibility and status in the marketplace. And that came through the podcast. So I want to ask you a little bit about your mindset. So, you know, you get out of prison and I know that we've talked about this on my previous um, episode where I've interviewed you and, you know, you have, you, you start a business because really nobody will hire you. And so from that point to now where you have so much, you know, success and, and you're ranking, your podcast is ranking, you're helping other people rank their podcast. What, what changed in your life to make you want to keep on that path and not go back to where you were before? You know, I, I've always wanted to do some cool stuff in life. You know, I just was directing it in the, in the wrong areas. I was, and to be honest with you, the, the stuff I was doing um, that was wrong, I, I did it because I had low self-esteem, I guess you would say. I, I don't want to say low self-esteem. I did it because I wanted to fit in with other people so bad, so much so that I would do things out of my character in order to be accepted by other people. Uh, and it wasn't really until my first prison stint where I got away from that, where I became, I, I call it, became my own man, where I didn't have, like, we all do things to fit in with the crowd to an extent. Everybody does. Anybody that says that they don't, they do because we're social animals. We're literally hardwired that way as human beings. We're social creatures. It's our, our biggest fear next dying is being outcasted from the tribe. So we are going to do things to be accepted by other people. Some people doing them to a higher extent than others. Um, but it, there came a point though in my first uh, prison stint where I became my own man, where I, where I didn't need to do things that went against my morals and values in order to gain acceptance by other people or whatnot. Um, I started talking about that. I forget what the original question was. Well, it was. No, no, no. It's okay. It was just like, what made you, you know, when you started your business, obviously you're struggling, you know, you don't just become a success overnight. Your podcast doesn't just, you know, get the guests that you get overnight. So what made you want to keep on the path that you're, that you're on now versus where you were? And you probably answered it because you're, you're very driven in wanting to be, you know, you want to follow and, and associate with people that could help you get to where you are, right? And so that's kind of, that probably is what your answer is, but I'm going to let you answer it. I'm, I don't want to answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> all good. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah. So um, what, what it was, was when I, when I missed out on the birth of my twin sons, I was, that was it for me. Um, when I went back to prison just 20 days before they were born and, um, I, I made a, like a, a, a full blown commitment. I said, I don't care what the hell it takes to get back home to be a responsible father and happy and successful. Even though I didn't know what happy and successful even looked like at that point in time in my life, I knew exactly what it is that I wanted. And I had strong enough reasons why I had to get there. I didn't know how, but uh, 
I had my reasons why and I wasn't going to let anything get in the way. And for me, that was enough. You know, for some people, that's not enough. Um, I, I really believe it comes down to, um, I can't pronounce his name. He's like a famous uh, psychologist or whatnot, or philosopher, Frederick Nish or Nish uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. But he, but he says, uh, if you have a strong enough why, you can bear almost anyhow. And that is so true. Um, and when you have that strong enough reasons why, then for in my case, like doing the drugs and all the, the stupid things that I used to do before, none of that is even uh, remotely appealing now. Like, like I could go around a bunch of drug addicts now, even though I used to be a heroin addict, crackhead, all that stuff, and not even get the slightest urge to do it because I found my creative outlet to where I can express myself that makes me happy. And I found my mission, my purpose in life. And I'm so driven towards that, that none of that other stuff, uh, I know I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole, no, but no, Robert Green. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Robert Green kind of talks about it in his book, uh, Mastery. Um, and Robert Green's like one of the, one of my favorite, he is my favorite author by hands down. And if I could be mentored by anybody in the world, personally, it'd be, it'd be him hands down. But, um, uh, he, he talks about, man, that people only do drugs or put themselves in risky situations or dangerous situations, uh, because they are going through the motions and like, they don't feel alive and they want to feel, they want to feel alive. And so they do these things, but once they find that creative outlet, you know, then they're able to express themselves and none of that stuff that they did before, doesn't even give them any slight bit of the type of excitement that they get now from their creative outlet. So I, I got, I got lucky in that sense of finding mine. Well, and I feel and hear your passion and, and we've never met in person, but I mean, you know, the, just the energy that you have, you know, I can, I could feel it. I, I know how passionate you are and how, how much you want to help other people and how, how much you want to just get these messages out that you constantly provide on, you know, on your podcast as well. Okay. So I want to ask you, how do you keep yourself centered? How do you keep yourself healthy? I know you work out, but there has to be this recipe, you know, it it doesn't just, it's, it doesn't just, it's not just one thing. So what, how do you keep yourself healthy and centered? All right, I would highly recommend, and you could probably link it up in your in your show notes, Lisa, sure. for your audience. Um, but I would highly recommend the book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, <laughs> if you've read that book, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, I promise you, it's the most simplest book you'll ever read on habits. And the stuff in there is super ultra powerful and easy to implement. Not saying it's easy to get rid of bad habits and develop new ones because it takes time, but it gives you the framework to do it. Um, but for me, how I, how I do it is I have my non-negotiable habits where, um, and the non-negotiable is what I have to do every single day, no matter what. And um, what those do is if I do those, they lead into all the other habits that I want to do. For an example, I have to wake up at 545 every single morning and write down three things that I'm grateful for. And by doing that, if I do that, then that leads into the next habit that I want to do, which is take a cold shower first thing in the morning, which is crazy. But I do that every single morning. I come, I come in here. I know everybody can't see, but if you're watching the video version, I come in here, write down in my gratitude journal that, and then I hop into the cold shower right after the cold shower that leads to stretching. And that leads to my meditation that leads to reading. Then that leads to the gym. Then that leads to work or whatever, but having those non-negotiables. So, and it's just a simple list. And then what I have is I have this uh, app, and I paid the premium version. It's like 14 bucks a year, which isn't nothing. Um, 
and uh and that's that, that's less than a cup of coffee like you get you figure it's like three days of coffee yeah. you know, to, yeah. to get that app for the entire year um but it's called habits tracker and what that does and james clear even talks about it in this book um this is a long-winded answer i apologize but it's sorry if i, I go a little bit deeper on it no i want to i want you to go deep on me okay i asked uh, you all right. Um, so like this habits tracker, what it does is you have I, what I put in there. You could put in as many habits as you want. I just put my non-negotiables every day because I know if I hit those, I'm not going to hit all the other ones every single day, but I'm more likely to do it. But as long as I get my non-negotiables on each day, I feel I don't feel anxiety and I don't feel um, bad that I got 95% of my goals done, but only a few of them didn't. Now I'm upset. With my, no, I'm happy because I did what I set out to do each day which is huge for us entrepreneurs because a lot of us will beat ourselves up for not getting everything done. We have this, this checklist every day that we're going off of, and then we beat ourselves up if we don't get everything done on it. Um, right. This has been a complete game changer for me in that. But anyways, every day though, I'm able to swipe when I, when I do it and then it creates these links and uh, how our minds work is we get rewarded. We want to keep up that streak and uh, it helps us stay more consistent with it. Jerry Seinfeld's famously, famously said, um, you know, he, every day he would write a joke, whether it was a good joke or a bad joke or whatnot. And, uh, he would put an X on the calendar and his whole thing was he didn't want to break the chain. He wanted to keep that chain going and it developed a habit. And then it's the same thing, like, like with, uh, with developing your own habits or whatnot. And I could go on and on about this. Cause like, I really geek out about this kind of stuff, but well, uh, that's what uh, I kind of geek out on too. So, you know, like creating those, those things, that recipe to keep your mind healthy, because we all have to, to live in the present, right? I mean, you know, you've had life experiences. I've had life experiences. I could go and take those and say, oh my gosh, my life sucks. It's miserable. It's this or that. I mean, you could do the same thing, but if, if I stay um, in the present and I stay centered, then, you know, and, and I have to do a lot of the similar things that you do. So I, I'm always curious to see what other people do to keep, to keep centered. So I love what you're, that you're expanding it. Okay. So you said your, your gratitude journal, you work out your cold shower, you have your non-negotiables. What else do you think keeps you in a healthy mindset? You know, you, you read books, you, um, you know, I, I'm assuming you try to communicate and put yourself in the presence of other people that are like-minded, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, some, some more. So, um, yeah, like you said, reading every day, reading 50 pages a day is a non-negotiable for me. Um, and I read in the morning and then right before I go to bed. Um, and, and that, that's, that's been awesome. Like a great habit to, uh, develop. And, but, but the thing is, is like to keep it, those non-negotiables, a short list and the most impactful goals that you can do and simple to follow. And if you could do those, then they build off of other ones. And it's called like habit stacking. Like every time, like for, go back to that example. Every time I write my, every time I wake up, I immediately write the gratitude journal. So wake up 540 AM, the, the habit I stack on top of that is to go write in the gratitude journal. Then the habit I stack on top of the gratitude journal is a cold shower. Then the habit I stack on top of that is the stretching. Then the habit I stack on top of that is meditating. Then the habit I stack on that is reading. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm only focused on getting up and doing the gratitude. Cause then all that other stuff will happen. You know what I mean? And so, um, that's, that's one bit, um, exercising every single day. Uh, 
even on my rest day, because I, I take one day a week where I don't lift weights, but I still stretch because uh, stretching is really even even better for you than uh, sure. than, than weightlifting. Um, so, so I'm doing exercise and every single day I'm taking, I'm priming my body, taking care of it physically. And that's really important. Um, I'm eating healthy, uh, where I was eating really, really bad before when I came home from prison. Um, and I, healthy bias, I, I just, I found a company that does meal prep delivery of nutritionally balanced meals that taste good. And I can just pop them in the microwave and eat them right then and there. And I don't have to do the food prep, none of that. I can just go and focus on my business or whatnot. So, uh, that's cool. Eating healthy working out consistently, constantly feed my mind through reading. I like to do meditation, like focus on my breathing just for like five minutes or sometimes I go longer, but just to really, cause you, you, as you're doing that, you'll catch your mind slipping in all these different directions, but you just keep on bringing it back to the breathing. And uh, that just make, brings me in a peaceful state and uh, a lot of clarity. And another last but not least, I just started doing this last week, um, developing the habit of in my grad. So every day, I plan out my next day at 7 p.m. Like I've done that for years now where I won't go to bed without planning out the next day. Um, but now what I've incorporated, I'm like, okay, before I even do that, I have to write at least one sentence in my journal. And um, for me, journaling's always been, I was like, well, what am I supposed to write about or whatever, you know what I mean? And I just, I just didn't get it, but uh, I found some resources and I'm actually uh, pulling it up here. On, on my computer bit some questions that I ask are what can be imp what, what can be improved you know throughout the day I think about what happened what happened throughout the day what can be improved what are some major decisions that I made why did I make them and what do I expect the outcome to be uh, am I living my core values and my true identity um, some other ones uh, what am I grateful for today I do that in the morning though but I'll, I'll do it again at night uh, how did I sleep last night how do I feel today things like that just doing that, you know, Oprah Winfrey credited such a huge part of her success by keeping a gratitude journal every sure. single day. Sure. Uh, it, you just get clarity of thoughts. You get to go back and see what you were thinking then and learn from those experiences and get more clarity moving forward. Um, so that's yeah, another habit that I'm trying to develop right now. So I know for me in keeping, um, you know, I keep a gratitude journal and I journal and I don't do all of them all the time. But I know there was a time in my life when I was going through a very hard divorce with my ex-husband and, you know, he was an abusive alcoholic and, you know, my kids and I were in fear a lot of times living in a lot of fear. And so one of the things that I did every single day was write five gratitudes um, and I couldn't repeat them. So like if I had five gratitudes today that might've included, I got on a podcast, you know, with Zachary Babcock, I could never repeat that, you know, or, you know, I, I woke up and I don't have the coronavirus and I can't repeat that every single day. So it was really hard at first to focus on some things that I was grateful for because there was such chaos and tragedy and turmoil going on in my life. And I remember even just looking down and going, I'm grateful for the cute dress I have on today or, you know, something silly like that. But what I found is it was so impactful in my life. I could write a list of gratitudes today, a mile long every single day and never repeat them. But it was so hard to start that at first. Did you find that in, in your case as well? 
I really uh, appreciate that story right there. And that, that's really awesome uh, to, to go through and to share that experience of how it was hard in the beginning or whatnot. And yeah. it was for, it was for me too, but I didn't start with a gratitude journal. I used, so I just started with the journal aspect of it. It used to be hard, but I started where I, where I really experienced gratitude for the first time for in my life was when I was in prison the, the, the first time and my sister died from a heroin overdose and I was down in the hole, which is the prison inside of the prison. And it was like a really dark time for me too. Kind of like how this same, like a really dark time that you were going through. It, it's weird how those dark times that we go through in our lives is the times where we really start to begin to find happiness and peace and discover more of ourselves and we build strength of character and, there's a lot of good things that happen in dark times. It's crazy. It doesn't feel good at that time, though. <laughs> doesn't it? Sure as hell doesn't feel that good going through it. But there's a lot of good things that happen as a result. Um, but yeah, that's when I started really dialing in on the on the gratitude side of things. You know, we for you and for me, and you know, I I lost my fiance. He was killed in a tragic car accident almost two years ago, and probably the darkest part of my life ever. And so I know that. I wouldn't be who I am today had I not gone through some of the immense pain that I've gone through. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I mean, it, it's, you know, of course I don't ever want that for anybody. I, I don't ever wish that for anybody, but it's really made me so much more compassionate and empathetic and understanding and less judgmental. And I don't know, do you find that for you as well? Oh yeah. Um, I got lucky as in, um, my father died when I was seven. Um, my parents split before that. My mother never, never remarried after that. Um, and I was raised by my mother who was just like the most awesome person ever in this world. Like I, and I'm not just saying just cause I'm her son, but like, she was just incredible. I mean, like right before she died, she got, uh, Ferguson Citizen of the Year Award the same year the Michael Brown situation happened because she created this organization uh, in the community after my sister died that has youth in the community in it that gives them a leadership role in the community and they also do things like instead of getting like a seatbelt ticket and a fine for $200 when you're like 16 years old and you can't even pay that off and then you end up getting in trouble they have them do like community service work in the uh, community so then now everybody's winning on all sides or whatever well anyways long story short and that organization is still going to this day five years after she died which is pretty cool but um I, I got beside I started to brag on my mom sorry <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's okay so, <laughs> I, I was just saying like for me um you know yeah, I got that empathy though what you're talking yeah, about from her yeah yeah I was raised by her and it's just like and I got to work on it sometimes and it's human nature as, as you having a conversation to start thinking about what you're going to say next instead of actually hearing that person. But I've gotten really good at, that's one thing I've been really good at. It's like, and I'll, and I'll be honest, man, a lot of, a lot of dudes suck with empathy when it comes to this. <laughs> Women tend to be very much more skilled in empathy or, and use it more than men tend to be, um, or tend to be more, and not saying in, 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 in uh, absolute terms of speaking sure. generally, uh, sure. here. but, um, like I'll be like, like for instance, like I'll be sitting there in a group of guys, there'll be like five of us and we'll sit there in a circle at like a social event, wherever, and like, uh, you know, we're sitting there talking and some guys like telling this funny story 
and making fun of something that happened with this dude. And I can pick up on this dude. He's on my right. And I can pick up on this dude to my left getting uncomfortable because the story that he's talking about is stuff that he does. And so he's feeling weird about it. Like little crazy stuff like that I could pick up on um, because I'm always constantly trying to feel how other people are feeling and, and how, are, how do they feel about this situation or whatever. And that also used to hurt me as a, when I was young, because I used to always do things to try and fit in with people. And I could always, like, I would do things that would hurt myself per se, just to fit in as long as it made that person feel good about the situation, right. which was stupid right. in that regards. But, and now I, now I do it to where I'm not hurting myself anymore, but I still use that, that, uh, that, that's that secret superpower, whatever you want to call it. No, and, I, I, and everybody has awesome. that though. Everybody has it. I mean, and so I, I just know for me, like I try to feel like, I know everybody has a story. I mean, listening to you, you have a story, you listening to me, I have a story. Everybody comes from something, you know? And so I just try to be as loving and kind as I, and compassionate as I can be knowing that, the reason they are the way they are is because they've had some kind of shit happen to them in the past. So I just try to be as empathetic as I can be for everybody. And, and judgmental, I mean, nobody wants to be judged, right? Yeah, no doubt. It, it, it's unfortunate, though, because everybody does it, you know, because it's how we're wired for, for survival or whatnot. Now, whether you hold on, because like you, Anytime you come into contact with anything, you have to make a snap judgment and say, am I going to die or am I going to live or whatever? That's just how our brains work. But some people, after making that snap judgment, will hold on to it. And that's where the problem is, uh, is after you get to meet someone and see that, hey, they didn't like if you if you if you didn't know me and we ran each other, ran into each other on the street. I look kind of intimidating. I got a beard that's down past my <laughs> chest and a bunch of tattoos on my neck all throughout my body. And I look a little intimidating at first, but then you start having a conversation with me and you're like, this dude, you know, it's cool, cool as heck or whatever, you know? Right. Um, it's the people that hold on to the snap judgments. That's where the problem is. But um, I was going to say though, too, uh, oh my God, it slipped my <laughs> mind. It was something right before the snap judgments. It'll come back. I, if I sit here and try to remember, it, it'll never come back. No, it's okay. Um, okay, so I want you to tell, you know, my my audience, where can we get a hold of you? How can we follow you? What have you got coming up? So what's ex what's going on in your exciting world? Yeah, um, we all got a lot of things going on, right? You know, exciting exciting to us. Um, to be honest, though, the, the best place is the podcast, for sure. It's what I'm most passionate about. Um, I love uh, just having conversations with cool people and then also getting a spew out my own thoughts on a microphone. It's pretty cool. Um, that's underdog empowerment. It's on pretty much any podcast platform that you can listen to podcasts on. Uh, but to make it really simple for everyone, you can go to underdogempowerment.com and right there on the homepage, there's a podcast section, you hit the red button and you could subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google play stitch or whichever one you prefer to listen to podcasts on. Hope to see you guys over there. And Lisa, thank you again so much for having me on your show. Zachary, it's been such a pleasure. I've really, truly enjoyed following you on your journey, getting to know you, learn from you, you know, be mentored and coached by you. So uh, thank you. It's been a, a pleasure. You bet. Thank you. It's been a blast getting to get, get in a jam with you too. I mean that. Thanks. 
All right. Thank you so much, Zachary. And I encourage you to go follow him, go listen to him. He has some amazing guests that he brings on. And if you're in the space of thinking about starting a podcast, you definitely want to connect with him and just tell him that I sent you. Uh, Have a beautiful, blessed day. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. And I will see you on the next episode. If you like what you hear and you want to continue to follow me, make sure you subscribe to Recognize Your Truth on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And please drop me a review. It helps me rank in the infamous uh, podcast algorithms, and it allows me to continue to bring awesome content and guests to you. Thanks again.